All right, we're back in the Woos Media Studios. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Bill Chambers. We're back. With, with me, Tyler Walgie, professional better. Yep. Uh, no producer Smitty. He's on the road today. Yeah, and he took the he took the the controls with him. Apparently, I don't the have any sounds back here. I don't oh, have any buttons. Tyler loves his buttons. And you he doesn't don't have the though. buttons. Yeah, well, no, I love some buttons. I think that I don't love all the buttons. That's mm. all. We just have different. I I we like different buttons. You know, I don't that's have all. Any. But either way, we're ready for some picks. I and I got to tell you, all week, and we'll talk about why. I have been shifting into a. Into suit mode, mm. as they say on Seinfeld. Suit into mode. an aggressive... I- I'm coming after you on the bet board this week, mm. right? So usually I approach... You're Bradley things, Cooper taking the limitless pill. I usually approach things like I'm coming in with a systematic uh, approach. I'm going to take my games I like. I'm coming after you today. This is a week <laughs> where I want to take a lead on the bet board. For those who don't know, know, those new to the show, on our best bets where we disagree, we put it on the bet board. The last four years, I am four and zero against Will. I'm going to keep it going today. Keep yep. it going. Some have been close. Year. Some have been not so close. Well, we know. won't. We won't talk numbers. No. <laughs> That's not important. <laughs> but it's two and two this year. So yeah, we're I'm tied. Just you know, I'm dialed in. So, so does go. that when you say you're coming after me? Like, is part of your analysis going like I think I know which way Will's going to go, no. so I'm going to include that? What that means is I'm going to try and find your weak spots. I'm going to find where you pick games mm. and your analysis is nonsense or like poorly put together. <laughs> And try and find your weak spots and attack those weak spots. I still, by the way, yeah. I'm, nothing upset me more during the, I think it was during the COVID year of college football when obviously we had a lot of games canceled. Um, you didn't like the hand washing. Well, yeah, sure. That was tough. Mm. I, I had to sing the birthday song like five times a day. It was <laughs> lame. Um, no, it was that one of my most famous non-analytical analysis for bowl games was I was, I, I, and I st- we didn't get to see it because the game got canceled. And I'm pretty sure it was a COVID thing. They didn't have enough players. It was Miami against someone in the Sun Bowl game in El Paso. Mm. And my entire thing was zero chance Miami wants to play in this game because these guys that live in Miami do not want to travel to El Paso, <laughs> Texas. And you mocked me for it, and right, rightfully so, because you have a whole analytical approach for it. But I swear that bet would have fucking cashed because there's no way Miami players give a fuck about yeah. traveling to El Paso, Texas. Well. I've been there, and I'm not even <laughs> ragging on El Paso, Texas. Um, uh, my, my family's from there, but, um, that's not where Miami players want to go. They go to Miami for a reason. You so go to, you go to El Paso, we missed out on that. you go to El Paso when for you're driving from America to Mexico, Los Angeles to Miami. Yeah, yeah you that's do. You, go to, <laughs> Paso, you yeah. do go through, yeah. they have great Mexican food, lots of fun times to be had there, but not where Miami players want to be. I'll tell you what, if you find some good green chili in El Paso, just don't move. Just find it. Sit, sit down. Eat you it. will. You'll find you'll, you'll find amazing food there. But yes, I right, have, so, so, I have silly approaches to games. So stay tuned later in the show. Today's today's fun. After our games, we play some because we do time travel. We do this sure, in a different we're time order. traveling. We play uh, real or fake for headlines. Okay, that's fun. What headlines are real or fake? But the newly fanned game. Which this is going to be a hit, right? This is going to be a yes, new hit. This is well, this so, is going to be a recurring segment for sure. It's like the newlywed game. Yep. But the newly fanned game. So mm. Will is playing with Ryan because Ryan's out this week. Frying Ryan, producer Ryan. So that'll be fun. End of the show. But we got games. Yeah. We got some games. Love it. So again, yeah, uh, stick with us. We're going to start with football, of course. Yes. And if you want to stay for the for the extracurriculars, the fun stuff afterwards, then, uh, then stay put. Uh, sh- shout out to Skillshare. Yeah, special thanks to Skillshare. If you want to get involved with Skillshare, which is having access to classes of all different kinds, whether you want to improve your hobbies like photography, cooking, things like that. If you want to take classes to improve your math and 
what I always say, like uh, our, our, my angle on here when we do these reads is I use math or I used it a long time ago to start getting better at sports betting and you need a base. You have to have some kind of base of math if you're going to learn how to do power rankings. You can do that at Skillshare for like 5% of the cost it would take to go to a university or take classes publicly at a school. And So if you want to learn how to do these things, Skillshare is such a good opportunity. Sign up today. Use promo code TAILGATE. That's important. You get a huge discount. Improve your math. Improve your handicapping. Promo code TAILGATE. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay, now, Tyler, before we get to the picks, one little piece of news. We talked about this. Uh, on the recap show, and I may or may not have called it. Nothing is uh, superficial yet, but I said that was right when the Mel Tucker news was breaking. He may have coached his last game at Michigan State. Now he's not fired. Mel Fucker. Mel Fucker is uh, Mel Phone Fucker now uh, is uh, suspended in, uh, in, while they're doing an investigation, suspended without pay, so he's not going to be coaching the game on Saturday. Uh, the details are coming out. He's made a public... Uh, statement through his lawyer saying you know none of this is true blah 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 there's uh con- you know conspiracy theorists out there think that Michigan State like basically uh is set this whole thing up because they want to get out of his contract certainly possible though I don't think that you know I don't know the Michigan State athletic department and uh program there well, hold on hold on do you, do you think someone could have set it up I don't think I don't think anyone's saying the Michigan State set it up do you think someone could have I mean uh, the only person who could have set it up is this woman who is accusing him of it but I don't really think that I don't know what she gains from it right I mean I uh, maybe there's like settlement money or whatever but again like I, I don't know it doesn't seem like a setup to me it seems like Mel Tucker fucked up and can I give my I think my, he's gonna get fired can I give my opinion yeah he is a loser and a horrible person and he did this possible yes and he's squir- he's a fish on the hook dude what does a fish do when he's on a hook squirms he flops does he just go okay you got me right come on eat me no <laughs> he's gonna fight he's man. fighting he's gonna that's what mel he's sucking for air motherfuckers gonna do well so, he there you go. <laughs> did you, the only thing in his public response through his lawyer that i thought was interesting is like part of his defense was like she sent me her shoe, her shoe size, so I could buy her shoes. Like, see that now I that that proves me innocent. This it's like, guy's, huh? I don't know. Guy's, I would have left that out if I was him. His ego. Let me tell you what. You know how we always talk about most aerodynamic head coach in college football, yeah. right? You got uh, Dave Aranda on the list. Sure. You got James Franklin on the list. Yep. The reason why Mel Tucker was never on the list is because his ego was so big. It would have kept him drag. From, it caused a lot of drag. A lot Keeps of drag the with ground. the ego. So that's why you don't put him on the most aerodynamic. You'd think he fits right in there. Right. There's Very a reason true. why he we never bald. mentioned him. Yeah. Look, I, it, it's not, it's bad. It's, <laughs> this is, this is a bad situation for him and it may be a way, it may, even whether it's a setup or not, I think ultimately it's a way out for, uh, for Michigan State so to get out of this contract. People were talking about Mark D'Antonio coming back and helping in the interim. Maybe he be, takes that. over head coach uh, again, who knows, but it's a mess and shit's bad in East Lansing. You know how CU fans called him Midnight Mel? Sure. For leaving it uh, midnight? Yeah. I think he his new nickname out. is Nothing Good Happens After Midnight Mel. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I mean, I mean I, that's the saying, right? That's yes. Your kids. I think like good happens typically after with nicknames, the goal is brevity. I don't think that you want your nickname to be a whole statement. Now, hold on for a second. That's not a great nickname. But let's be honest. As kids, like as high school kids... A lot of good stuff happened after midnight. 
Yeah, of course. I mean, that's when all the good stuff happened. Yeah, but once you're an adult, you realize like, yeah, it's true. Nothing, nothing yeah. good happens after midnight. I'm in we bed by nine thirty these days. I think but, Mel Fucker yeah. is short and sweet, and we just keep it at that. Let's it, just send him Mel off to. Too. Let's just send him off to uh, to Rice. Or... I think it's more likely he ends up in like the CFL. That's my. That's where I see him ending up. Yeah. The, XFL. the XFL. The XFL takes all. They don't care. <laughs> That's the whole point of the XFL. The XFL, they probably yeah, have true. halftime phone sex. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, he works perfectly. So Will, what are you I th- doing your stand-up today? Mel, Mel, Tucker oh, goes to, uh, Mel Tucker goes to the XFL. That's oh, my prediction. Oh, God. See, so. are you trying to loosen me up so I don't attack you in these bed That's boards? right. Or See, I'm already to... – the, the fight well, is already over. I got to say, you're doing it. You're, 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 you're good today. You're I think showing up Sun, Sun Tzu said, if you get your enemy laughing, you've already won. Oh, is that what they say? Well, I think that you're just uh, – no, it's yeah, classic I, art, art of war. I think that you're being, uh, I think you're just being like a stand-up today. Mm. You're being Bill Burr. Yeah, look. You're showing I'm, up, you're trying to be Bill Burr today. You're actually, you're, you're hot today. I'm loosening you up. You're so coming in perfect. hot. I'm coming in hot. You're coming in hot. Now let's get to the picks. So look, picks. not the best lineup as far as like marquee matchups go, but the good news is you can make this, if you're not into some of these games, you can make it exciting by betting on it. So that's exactly what we're going to do. Yeah, we got games. I'm excited. Okay, first up. Uh, Big Ten matchup, Penn State going on the road to Champaign, Illinois, at Illinois. The Nittany Lions currently 14.5-point road favorites here, Tyler. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, Penn State, a lot of hype with Drew Aller, the new quarterback. Yes. They look great. Illinois having to, you know, uh, come off of what was a really great season last year, but they lose a lot of talent. They lose their defensive coordinator. I don't know. Where do you see this one breaking down? So I have a headline first. Uh, they will not be popping champagne in Illinois. <laughs> uh, I lean Penn State here. Actually, strong, strongly. And if you're going to go Illinois, I may think about making it a bit bored. But uh, I upgraded two points for the Nittany Lions this season. They've looked really good so far. Offensive, defensive line. The, the, the spots where you want to look and see, can they compete really with Michigan, Ohio State, and actually maybe have a chance to win those games, the more I watch Penn State – the more I'm like, okay, all these preseason pundits who picked them, I'm kind of like buying in now more and more the more I see them on the on the math and from my test. So I lean Penn State here. I don't trust Illinois too. This is a, this is a two way thing. Right. They looked bad the first couple of games. And yep. they're not they're not playing classic power football. When I bet on them minus nine against Toledo week one, I thought they were gonna come out, use their offensive line, run the football. That's not what they did. They're not playing classic what I perceived for a long time to be Brett Bielema football. So I just don't really like the way they're playing right now. By the way, Penn State, they're moving the ball right now 12th in unadjusted efficiency, but their defense is really why I want to back them here uh, 7th in adjusted D in uh, FEI ranking. So, you know, it, it is 14 and a half. Will, are we sure here? Did we look yep. that up? Half currently? point hook. Yep. You might be able to find it 14 some places, but I b- believe the consensus line is 14 and a half. I mean... I kind of want to give it out. We may circle back, but strong, lean Penn State. I really like them this game. Yeah, look, I mean, to me, it works out perfectly because you're right. This isn't the Illinois team that we saw last year. Like, I think that... This isn't your your grandpappy's Illinois. This is not your grandpappy's (laughs) Illinois if your grandpappy was only around last year. In, like, January. (laughs) It's not your father's (laughs) Illinois. But, yeah, I mean, last year they were a really physical team, really strong defense. They did well at the line of scrimmage. Um, and it looks like they've lost some of that. It's only two games, but you're right. They didn't look good against um, week one, who they, they played uh, Toledo. Toledo, and then, and then Kansas gashed them. I mean, their, their defense got completely gashed, and a lot of that is they lost Ryan Walters, who is now the head coach at Purdue, um, and you look at Penn State, like 
they want to run the ball. They have two, uh, like two of the best running backs in the country, honestly, Catron Allen and uh, Nick Singleton. Both those guys can just absolutely gash you. Uh, and then you add the firepower at quarterback, which it seems like Drew Aller is certainly an upgrade from what we've seen so far over what we've seen with Sean Clifford the last couple of years. So if this was the Illinois of, of last year, your grandpappy's Illinois, uh, I'd feel much more confident, but it's not. <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I honestly hate pick, betting on Penn State to cover just because I feel like they often don't or, and you know, I have my beef with, with frames Janklin, but, frames um, I, I'll, I'll, I'm going with Penn State minus 14 and a half. I think they cover this one. So Drew Aller. You know how uh, Joe Thiesman changed his name pronunciation to, to Joe Theisman, Theisman? To win the Heisman? Yes. Theisman for Heisman? I think Drew Aller should change his last name to Drew Aller. For what, though? Because he's a baller. Drew Aller the baller? Yes. Baller Aller? Change the last name for that reason. Yeah, but Drew, I don't know. It's, it's hard. I think Aller just sounds nicer than Drew Aller. I don't know. It doesn't roll off the tongue the same. Mm, I disagree. But either way, we'll see what happens. But uh, you're side. only a lean for you. I'm giving out Penn State minus Strong 14. Lean. Strong, Strong lean. lean. Okay. Next up, uh, SEC matchup, LSU at Mississippi State. Right now, the Tigers, <laughs> nine-point road favorites. <laughs> Tyler's hot on this one. He's got – all right, let's just get right into it. What do you got? Oh, well. No, I, I want you to go first. Oh, okay. All right. I well, want, see, I want to – see, I want to – I'm stalking my prey right now. I think I'm in, the, that, I'm in the bushes. You can't see me. I just <laughs> – <laughs> you ever watch a nature show? When's the last time you watched a nature show? Oh, I love it. Like oh, Planet too. Earth, that I'm kind of stuff. Right Big now. fan. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's watching me, folks. He's stalking <laughs> me. Um, look, this Mississippi State team is a big mystery. You know? Like, you know, losing Mike Leach, rest in peace. Um, you know, it sounds like Zach Arnett's, you know, the goal was to still kind of run an air raid style system, but you look at what they've done so far through the season, they've been like a run first team. They're not, this is not a Mike Leach offense at all. They still have Will Rogers, and they still have you know uh, the the weapons in the offense, but they've been run heavy. And then you look at LSU now. Right now, uh, maybe it's a buy low opportunity for LSU after you know the, the loss of Forest State. People aren't really talking about them as much anymore. You know, I think if you rewatch that Forest State game, even though Forest State, you know, definitely they won big and they covered. If you watch, like there were some moments there, even late in the third quarter or in the fourth quarter, where it felt like. Hey man, LSU is very much still in it. If a couple plays break very differently, we could be talking about this very differently. And so, to me, like I know that LSU secondary seems to be the weak point of their offense. That's where Florida State took advantage of them. Um, and you look at okay, this is Mississippi State. This is Will Rogers. He owns all these passing records. But seeing how they've been, how they've played the last couple of weeks, and with just kind of a question mark at head coach with Zach Arnett, I don't love it. I think that this is an opportunity to maybe buy back. Some stock on LSU. I'm going with the Tigers to cover minus nine, Tyler. Wow, it's minus nine. When I did my stuff for the show and made my bets, this was eight and a half. It has crept up. And that, that is a key number, is it not? All right, so what are you taking? LSU, minus nine. I'm going going Tigers. I'm still Coach O. Oh, Tigers. my God. You know what? I'm going to have to put maybe the ding sound, sound in on post. We got a bet board. Whoa, let's go. Love it. All right. So here's my thing. We talked about this in the Sunday show. For those who didn't listen to the Sunday show, we started a new segment. At the end of every uh, Sunday podcast, Will gives like three to five games, and I give my prediction on what the spread's going to be. And usually it's right on, but when there's uh, a chance to find some value, I 
make the bet usually right after the show. Well, sure. we talked about this game, and I really liked the direction that my handicap was going, but I wanted more information, right? So I did all my normal stuff, and I came out with my spread should be minus seven to maybe minus seven and a half. I've got LSU after everything, after all said and done with everything I did. Because it's one thing on Sunday before I have all the secret sauce, right? Sure. And like I have all my stuff. And then once I put everything in, and now on Wednesday we're doing the show, I've got my final number. I've got LSU 10.6 points better, right? 10 and a half points better, let's call it. I've got Mississippi State's home field at like in between three and a half and four. The cowbell. Three, very annoying. Five ish. I think the line again should be like seven. Maybe if you want to say LSU underperform week one and they're going to come back, I think then seven and a half is appropriate. Okay. I think nine is way too many points, but those are just the numbers. And I want to be clear about this. It's an art, not a science. You can't just like whip together some numbers and get a good outcome. You have to incorporate a lot of stuff. That's why if you have a team like Air Force or you have a team that's similar to them, that's like an air raid team in the power rankings, power rankings are simple, right? You take a team's number compared to another team's number, incorporate home field. Well, let's say the team that Air Force and, I don't know, like Ohio, maybe a team that will throw it a lot and the power rankings together, play the same team in the power rankings. Mm -hmm. You don't just say, okay, Air Force is five points better, they're on the road. Or their comp is five points better, they're on the road. It's like, okay, what if this team excels at stopping the run and they're going to shut down Air Force? That changes the handicap because the X's and O's, not just the number of the handicap. So this is an art, not a science. And I think that when you talk about what happens in this game, LSU, Mississippi State, there's more than just the number. So my numbers say minus seven, minus seven and a half. But when you look deeper, I actually see a little bit more here. Now, the, the main question is Brian Kelly, right? LSU. Like, sure. Can they bounce back? Can they be elite? Um, but Mississippi State is really underrated once I dive in. They're 16th in adjusted, not unadjusted, adjusted efficiency this year for defense. That, to me, is the key. Mississippi State's defense at home, not stopping, but slowing down LSU enough to cover this nine-point spread. Last year, they finished 14th in defensive FEI. So I really trust this defense. And the questions coming into the season was, you know, well, the questions were, can they replace Colin Duncan, Jalen Green, Emmanuel Forbes, guys like that. And I think the answer is for sure yes. And we have to acknowledge defensive coordinator Matt Brock, who was promoted to D.C. He was the linebacker coach, right? After the unfortunate passing of Mike Leach, RIP. You know, I love Mike Leach. I was always his biggest fan. Of course. God, the pirate. I miss him, dude. Yeah. But Zach Arnett was then promoted to D.C. He's done a really good job stabilizing this defense, getting his identity in there, and... What we do know about LSU is they're a good team. And I'm actually handicapping this as if LSU is right along my hand, my, my power rankings with what, what I had week one. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm up on LSU. They're a good team. But I think nine, I thought eight and a half was a lot. Like, I thought that's what I was coming in with. That's why I was confused. Nine's a lot for me. So overall, I think it's too many points. And I'm going to take Mississippi State at home plus the nine. Interesting. Yeah. Um, LSU's won, you know, two in a row against them. Um, last year they won by 15. The year before that it was closer, just three. So, again, um, love that we have a bet board already because this is actually not one where I expected it. So, uh, fuck yes. We have our first bet board. I'm rolling with the Tigers. Love LSU. Tyler's rolling with Mississippi State. Next game up, uh, we're going to stay – well, actually, I guess this is a not just an SEC game. This is an SEC Big 12 matchup. We've got Kansas State going on the road – 
to Missouri. Oh, this is an interesting game. The Wild currently a four point favorite. The Kansas State Wildcats. It's is four. It's four. down to down four? from six. Opened up six. See, this has been all and, I, and so we've had some money come in on Missouri as a home underdog, which is very interesting. Because by the way, these teams played last year in Manhattan, Kansas, right at Kansas State, and Kansas State whooped them like forty to twelve. It was bad. And Kansas State, yeah, they lose. You know, they lost Deuce Vaughn. They certainly lost some talent from last year. But I don't know if it's enough to to all of a sudden think that they can't go. Like I don't know that Missouri should be that much upgraded. And so for me, like I don't know. I look at the quarterback comparison. I'll take Will Howard at Kansas State all day over Brady Cook for Missouri for Mizzou. Uh, the first couple of weeks, Missouri really hasn't even like thrown the ball like like that much. They've been it's been a lot of like screen plays to the side and stuff. Not a lot of deep shots. Um, I think that Chris Kleiman is leagues better coach than Eli Drinkwitz. Um, I, to me, the fact this line is dropping is concerning because again, I would expect a lot of the money to be coming in on Kansas state. And I know that Missouri, Missouri definitely has taken, um, like last year they got beat so bad that now it's like a, it's a topic amongst the team. Like, Hey, we, we got to prepare for this game, blah, blah, blah. But, um, I like Kansas state here. Uh, I'm taking Kansas state minus four. I, I hope it's not a, a stinky, you know, rat cheese line where I'm falling for a trap. But it feels too good to be true because I just I, I, I said it before the preseason. I, I my I have concerns about Missouri and where they're gonna be end of season and how good of a job I think Eli Drinkwitz is doing. Um I like Chris Kleiman so much more. I'll take Kansas State minus four. Yeah, I will as well. This is a great it's really if you follow this line from Sunday to today, Wednesday, it's really crazy what's happened. I mean, I love games like this. Shouldn't that worry us, though, almost? No, because we know why. Like, I know what's happening. It's a power rankings decision against a uh, scheme decision. Mm -hmm. Like, some people, my, I think, I think you're probably in that camp, that Kansas State can control the line, oh, make yeah. Missouri one-dimensional. There's too many things. Chew up the clock and run the ball. Yeah, there's too many things behind the numbers that I think favors Kansas State. You know, that's secondary when you look at the efficiency and what they've been able to do this year, I, look, I know they haven't played really anyone great, but I think that's why unadjust or excuse me, adjusted numbers exist. Like you have to compare things and look at who they played and, and, and compare it to other teams. But I like what they've done this year. And against Missouri, this is a power ratings thing to where the people buying back Mizzou, I get why. Like I understand Missouri's a good team. I got Missouri overall, my rankings, which, by the way, on Patreon, I post my top 50 every week. Yep. Uh, it's patreon.com slash college football tailgate, my top 50 power rankings. You can make your own rankings or your own spread uh, with these rankings. So it's really cool. I think five bucks a month is totally worth it. And we put fun stuff up there, uh, unique podcasts. Ryan puts his recipes up there. Yep. So check out our Patreon, college football tailgate. But uh, I, I've got them, uh, let's see, 33rd overall. Which is not bad. They're underrated. Missouri's a good team, but I have Kansas State twenty first. Interesting. It's about a touchdown better. But that's a that's seven points that separate thirty third right. and twenty first in my rankings. Right. Right. So I talk about incorporating home field, things like that, but it's not a numbers play. It's a schematic play. I love Kansas State here. I think that they're a better coach, like you said, offensive line. I'll take them. Okay. Love it. We're both on K State. But here's what scares me about that. I want to be clear before we move on. Missouri is selling out this game. 
right? I right. loved what I heard from the locker room. This is a revenge They're all game. In. Yeah. Last year they got embarrassed. Sounds like it's it's also a sellout game as far as like tickets yeah, go. It I is. think a it's going to be a rowdy spot. Go. This is a big game for Mizzou, so it's not like K State's going to roll in there. This is a huge, biggest game in a long time non-conference for Missouri. So that's the only thing that like would concern me in this game. Sure. But I do like Kansas State. I'm going to make it a bet, but. Four is a good number, down from six. Very so we'll good number. It. Yeah. Okay. Next up, uh, another uh, cross conference play here. A very interesting matchup based off of two different uh, philosophies of play. We've got the Minnesota Golden Gophers going on the road at North Carolina. Currently, the Tar Heels seven and a half point home favorites. I mean, like these are just two. Literally, the, they're the opposite of each other. Uh, Minnesota just wants to win the line of scrimmage and run the ball and play old school. You know, grind you down football. North Carolina's got Drake May. They want to throw it all over the place. Um, this is so tough because I really am high on North Carolina this year and Drake May and the weapons that they have um, and just the, the ability to score the ball easily. But, like, there's something about this matchup where my gut is telling me that Minnesota's going to keep it really close. I mean, like, last week, uh, North Carolina barely – I mean, they were lucky to beat App State. App State ran it down their throat. And you, now you you have a team like Minnesota that wants to do that, that seems to be pretty good at the line of scrimmage. I mean, we saw them run the ball a little bit against Nebraska. We know that Nebraska's front seven is is fairly solid, even through a couple weeks, even though they're 0-2, right? And so um, North Carolina's got, got some deficiencies on the defensive side. We know that. And so Minnesota doesn't even have to be um, a team that scores a lot or throws the ball a lot to stay in this game. Because again, like if they play the game their way and if they can run the ball, they can chew clock. They can keep Dre May on the sidelines, uh, keep that offense off the field. And then that just puts more pressure on North Carolina's offense. Like, hey, we're only going to get so many opportunities. we got to make the most of them. Whereas they're used to maybe having, you know, a few more possessions in a typical game when they're playing against someone that doesn't want to play that kind of ball, right? And so um it, I, I don't like betting against North Carolina in this just because I think that they have superior firepower. But again, like my gut is telling me to take the Gophers here, especially with that half-point hook. So I'm going to go Minnesota plus 7.5, Tyler. It's 7.5, huh? Yeah. You half sure? Point, half point. Oh, Are you, you sure? You're not buying a half-point on me. <laughs> no way, not this one. Are you sure it's 7.5? I am, I'm sure. Go look. Go look it up on, on pregame.com where you have all the consensus numbers. no, no, no. no, no. I just wonder. All right, let me let me let me let me talk you through this, okay? <laughs> so, Minnesota obviously got off to like a little bit of a slow start offensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one would say scoring 13 points against Nebraska is a good start, right? But no one expects this offense to be like great, you know, blowing it right. away. So, was that just Minnesota football like winning that game because Nebraska is probably going to have to play that way to win as well based on their offense, right? So we'll see, but. I think they're finding their running game. Minnesota is. Um, the question coming into the year was, can they replace their offensive line? Can they keep the elite level going this year on, on the O-line? And that so far has been like week one, probably not. Week two, maybe. So trend is up. I mean, does that continue against this defense? Probably. But I think it's all about Minnesota quarterback, which we don't talk about enough, right? I think that Minnesota took Tanner Morgan for granted the last couple of years. Sure. I mean, you look at his, I think he's, he's second in the school's history for passing yards. Right. He was so efficient. Is he's he on a, an NFL roster, by the way. I'm not sure if he's on the, in the NFL, but he was so efficient. He was so 
like such a leader, I think they're missing a bit of that. So if North Carolina can do a little bit more on defense to stop the run, I think they can make Minnesota one-dimensional. Is he on a roster? Steelers waived him. So it looks uh, like they either under- signed him in preseason, but yeah. Um, he's out there. He's available. Yeah, he's available if you're listening. If any <laughs> NFL GMs are listening, <laughs> yeah, he's available. The Jets might pick him up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think that's what this offense comes down to. Does Minnesota have that second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth gear, which they had the last couple of years to be a nine-win team right. with what a lot of people consider to be a down roster in the Big Ten? Sure. I mean, Tanner Morgan did a lot. And I know they lost pieces. I know they were good, you know, especially on the O-line. Yeah, yeah. But I have question marks. And so everyone goes, oh, yeah, UNC can't stop the run. Close the book, end of story. I don't think so necessarily it works like that. You know, like these aren't Madden players whose ratings are 62 and they can't improve. A little scheme change, a little change here or there on defense, a little identification of what of what – Minnesota wants to do, and I think UNC could have a field day. Now, let's be careful. I don't want to be out there, be hyperbolic, because I always yell at Will when he does that. But I think their defense can do enough, and I think seven and a half, even though I hate that hook, I'm willing to make it a bet board game. You're going to take North Carolina. Dude, I'm taking UNC. Wow, I love this. Isn't that crazy? Yes. I'm taking I, UNC. Wow, okay, we got another bet board game. Now, let's uh, if you want to check my power ratings out real quick cuz I'm not, you know, exactly sure. By the way, I post on Patreon as well as my power ratings my uh picks on Monday. So you can get my picks on Monday my early uh favorite bets. But uh love it. Yeah, so anyway, I'll wow. pull those up, but yeah. Okay, this one, again, this is purely gut for me, and, and I at least feel good because I feel like the public play will be North Carolina. But okay. another factor to to play into this, North Carolina's had two tough games out of the shoot, South Carolina and then App State, and they also they have distractions with their uh, this whole NCAA thing. Everyone's talking about how, I can't remember the name of the wide receiver, but the NCAA turned down his his eligibility right, right. appeal, which, by the way, fucking bullshit. I mean, like, the NCAA just, like, all they do is make themselves look like fucking assholes left and right. And even as they're losing more and more power, they're still just, they never, it seems like they never make the, the right call. And the right call would have been to let this dude have eligibility this year, not have to sit out. And now yeah. they're, you know, they're, that, those, that's a distraction, in my opinion, and not like a motivating thing for North Carolina. I agree. So, I agree. Uh, but still. Okay. Towers on UNC. And I am on Minnesota. I'm marking it down here. Let's go, Gophers. Row the boat. Ski you, Ma. Um, okay, next game up. Now, wait. Before we do that, Tyler. Yes, before we do that. By, by the way, before we do that, Will. Yeah. <laughs> before, uh, it's like the South Park. Uh, not anymore. Yet, not. <laughs> okay, um, I, I just did my power rankings, little calculations. So I've got UNC only about five and a half-ish mm-hmm. to six points better, depending on situation. But you think home field is enough. You know, it's worth more than two, two uh, and a half. And a theme of today's show, the scheme, right? right. The fact that I think the they scheme. can make Minnesota more one-dimensional, and when Minnesota has to pass, maybe UNC can find some opportunity there. So okay. fair enough. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Lo- I love I these wanted two to get the actual number so far. There. Yeah, we got two. Um, next up. All right, but where should we, we should tell the people... Where they need to be making these bets, Tyler. Yes, we need to make your bets. Bet US. Place your bets here, betus.com. Yep. Yeah, betus. Uh, I think they're great for a lot of reasons and why a lot of our listeners have signed up with them. They offer great lines. 
They cash out easily. Now, be careful with the bonuses and promos. Make sure you read the fine print, which is not that fine of print, but there's always a rollover if you take a bonus, right? So if you get the 125% bonus, that's awesome, but there's a rollover like 10 times with sports. So make sure you know about that. But when you do cash out, it's easy. There's the casino. There's horses. So much fun stuff to do. And my favorite, we're going to talk about next week, all these different entertainment bets. There's... Uh, uh, shows coming up. There's uh, Will. What I want to talk about next week and get Ryan's opinion. Uh, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are gonna fight. I Dude, don't think they are, but I would love to bet on that. There's about do. 40 bets right now <laughs> on Bet US. Who's gonna land the first punts, the first yeah, kick? What's sure. gonna be on? It's like is is Elon gonna have a Dogecoin symbol on his <laughs> on his pants? You can bet on everything all right. on BetUS.com, and it's legitimate. It's I not fake. That. It's not fun. This isn't right. like something. A lot of people go, is this real? A hundred percent as real. real as the Michigan game this week. Yep. You can bet on this stuff on betus.com. Now here's the thing. Put in promo code tailgate and you get all kinds of unique bonuses and promos right to your email. Yep. So betus.com, promo code tailgate, start winning more and honestly having more fun today. And by the way, use the promo code. Don't be like my dad and shout out Scooter. He's like one of our <laughs> most loyal <laughs> listeners. But like last year when BetUS came on, uh he signed up and and you know he's got he fights the the boomer stuff a little bit here and there. I have to help him with some tech things every now and then, and uh, and he had trouble. Log- he didn't use the promo code. Didn't use the promo. He didn't. Yeah, so we yeah, didn't get credit it, for yeah. it. So if you're gonna sign up, use the promo code. We love you. We love you, Scooter. But um, yeah, make sure you use the promo code again. Is he getting the right bets in? He is, is. He getting the correct bets. In? He okay. is. He's getting the bets in because again, he's in he's in Texas, and so if you're in one of these states where you can't use like FanDuel in, in the legalized states, BetUS is perfect. If you're I'm sure you can use it in Europe. Can uh, can Ivan, Ivan, can he use BetUS over in Spain? Of course Ivan can use BetUS. Shout out. Shout yes. out Ivan. He's our favorite. I bet he, do you think he does? I bet I bet it's pre, uh, prevalent out there. Actually, it might be easier to bet over there. He might have a whole, he yeah, might have like a Spanish book is. where he can do it, but it doesn't matter. He should be using, if, if he really is such a great supporter okay. of the show, which he is, he, then he's using BetUS, well, obviously. Uh, for those who don't know, Yvonne is a Patreon supporter who yep. Will uh, randomly picked out and he contacted us. Okay, yep. I, I did pull up in the meantime some of the odds. Do you want to hear some odds, Mark Zuckerberg? Yes. Okay. Wait, so first of all, Elon Musk. I want to know, because in my opinion, Zuckerberg's got to be the favorite to win overall. Minus outright. 400. Because yeah. he actually trains MMA. Elon's fucked. Elon is fucked. And I love Elon. Elon is Shout plus, out. Uh, plus he, He's going to bring us to Mars, folks. It's my favorite thing. I can't <laughs> wait to be on Mars. Will Mark Zuckerberg wear his trademark hoodie at any point during the event? No, he'll come out in a fucking like a well, like, the no's like plus a real fighter. The yes is minus one fifty plus one. Uh, yeah, uh, no. no is plus one ten. I got some insider knowledge there. Trust me. Okay. Um, I'm close will with Elon Musk? Uh, will Elon Musk's trunks? That's hard to say. Will Elon <laughs> Musk's trunks have the do- the Dogecoin logo? No. The he'll get sued SpaceX for that by logo, the SEC. Maybe. The Tesla logo or all three? Or the X logo. Twitter. Yeah, SpaceX. Oh, or X. X. Yeah, that's not on Now it's here. just X. Yeah. How You can't even send tweets anymore. You just send Xs? It's stupid. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah he's definitely got something he's going to be on there. All right, let's sure. do two more. Let's do two more. Fighter to use the first grappling move. Oh, it's uh, Zuck, Zuck trains. Uh, he, he rolls. He does jits, as, so? as the, the folks say. He does jits, so it's got to be the Zuck. Minus 130 Zuck, minus 110 Musk. Oh, yeah, all day. And then He's going to uh, take him to the ground. Fucking first punch. First punch. Who throws the first punch? I See, I think Elon comes out and throws a punch, and then he just gets immediately choked out. 110 on each side. You can bet on these today, betus.com. Use promo code TAILGATE. Yep, use the promo code. Thanks, Dad. Um, okay, next up, 
We've got South Carolina at Georgia. Georgia's first air quotes test, right? Uh, they're, they're, Is they, it though? That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's a 28 point line, so I don't know. Georgia's not going to have many tests this year. You look at their schedule; a lot of cupcakes. But uh, Georgia at home, they finally get an SEC game here. South Carolina Gamecocks, 28 point home favorites. Look to me, like I wanted this game to be a a, a game where I was like finally an opportunity to bet against Georgia because they're not playing. I mean, who the fuck have they played this year? Like they played like Kent State or or somewhat too terrible. You know, awful. Southeast Louisiana, Polytech University. Yeah, ho- two horrible teams with massive spreads. And yeah, they look great, but it's uh, we don't even know what, you know, those teams are so bad. We don't know if it's good or not. And so again, this I wanted this game to be a test where it's like, finally, I have an opportunity to, to bet against Georgia. But I don't see it because the truth is that South Carolina hasn't looked good. I mean, they didn't look good against North Carolina. App State played North Carolina tougher than that did or tougher than they did. Um, they weren't. They they struggled to score against North Carolina and move the ball. Which, by the way, almost everybody should be able to do that. North Carolina still doesn't have a very good defense. And you look at Georgia. To me, if if they're going to improve on either side of the ball compared to last year, it's on the defensive side of the ball. Last year, Georgia fucking wrecked South Carolina. I don't know that we know uh, enough about about Carson uh, Daly Wentz. No, <laughs> Carson Beck. Beck. Yeah, Beck's Carson Beck. So yeah, Carson Daly. Um. <laughs> Carson Beck, he hasn't looked that amazing in the first two games. But again, like how he even fired up were these guys? They they weren't running the ball well. But again, like all the signs point to, I just think this is a nightmare matchup for South Carolina. I don't think they have the horses on offense to really score on this Georgia team. And even though Georgia hasn't shown a lot of, you know, awesome, uh, they haven't shown that they have like bully ball offensive line just yet in two cupcake games. I think maybe this is the game where they turn it on or, or they kind of like wake up and say, hey, you know, we have a real opponent against us. So even though it's a massive line, I'll take Georgia minus 28. Yeah, I'm going to call Georgia my chicken and biscuit team because I think that they're going to be there to that level of where no one really knows what they're getting until they get it, right? You watch Georgia football, you finally see them in a game that matters, and they're going to really surprise you, right? A chicken and a biscuit, you don't know. It's on the shelf. You never buy it, but you eat one, you go, oh, woo. It's delicious. Very true. I think that's Georgia this year. So at Love least it. early on in the season. So uh, that's my analysis, my will analysis. I don't look. You covered it well. I don't have a lot to add. I think they dominate this game, twenty-eight points spread. I'm not going to make it a bet, but I would certainly take Georgia. I think that they're going to start to fine tune. You know, we're going to be. It's crazy. We're going to be a fourth of the way through the season it's after these stupid. games for a it. lot of teams. It goes so fast. It goes way too fast. So Georgia's going to start clicking here soon. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fade him in a game like this against Spencer Rattler, who we don't really know about. He's questionable, you know, yeah. like like not well on, last on, year on the on the injury report, but like what he can actually do. Last year, like you, you know, he looked, last year they made him look terrible for a lot of the year, and then he looked good for two games. Right, great for two games. Like right at the end of the season. But like it's like okay, do we take the ten games before, or do we take the two or three games after that? Like right. I'm not willing to. So I yeah, I would lean Georgia this game. By the way, did you see my sounds were delivered? Oh yeah, is that what that? Allie brought down? Yeah, the the sounds have been delivered, so I have all. She kinds was up of there pushing now. buttons. She was up there hitting the betboard sound. Yeah. So by the way, we have this in case we have a betboard now. Oh no, it's not working. Oh, oh damn god, it. Allie broke it. Work. She broke it. All right, whatever. We're gonna. He's gonna add it in post. I'd love to be wrong about South Carolina here, by the way, but uh, I just don't. I, I there's not a lot for me to see how South Carolina is gonna move the ball and score enough to keep up with them. And the defense doesn't look great either, by the way. So Georgia minus twenty eight. Next up, Wait, very- I think I got it. I think I got it. You ready? 
Hey! Yeah. All right, hit it twice for the two we got. Boom. Okay. Beautiful. We have two bad board games. Okay, Tyler's got his buttons back. Look out, folks. Um, okay, next up, love this matchup. <laughs> Sorry, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. That's it. <laughs> He's going crazy with the buttons, folks. Um, uh, Washington at Michigan State. Yes, yes, so yes. this line has moved significantly since the news about Mel Tucker being suspended. This line was like 14. Now you've got the Huskies 16.5-point road favorites here Oof. in East Lansing. Tyler, is this a game where you have a play? Are you betting this game? No, because my uh, pure power rating without any of the Mel Tucker nonsense would be 12 and a half. Oh, and, interesting. And, you know, you got to start pricing in what this means. And to me, this is a non-quantifiable thing. I don't know what the hell this means. Is it three points? Is it fucking five points? Is it seven points? I don't know. So I'm not going to bet on a game where I don't have a really good grasp of what it means in terms of turning it into a number. This could be nothing. Maybe they, maybe there's a lot of players who didn't like Mel Tucker and he was an asshole and they're like, yeah, fuck that guy and we're good. Maybe he was a huge team guy and they loved him and they're going to crumble. Like, I have no idea what they're going to look like. So for that reason, I don't like betting on the unknown. I like betting on what everyone else seems to be the unknown, and I can really hone in on and quantify this. No idea. So for that reason, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no play for me. Uh, okay, fair enough. Look, I I'm huge on on Washington this year. I don't like that the number moved up so much already, but um, the reason why I still think Washington can cover this biggest spread on the road, sixteen and a half points, mm-hmm. is that Michael Penix is like truly an elite quarterback. And in order for Michigan State to hang around in this game and slow them down, by the way, the the Washington defense is no joke either. Like, they're legit. And I think Michigan State has talent. But now you lose your head coach. And by the way, the guy who's going to take over as as uh, as sitting head coach or, or is going to be the head coach calling the plays, uh, or, or not even calling the plays, whatever, is Harlan Barnett, who is the defensive back coach. So what that tells me is that this guy might not be – quite as locked in during the game on coaching up the defensive backs themselves. And that's important because Washington wants to throw the ball a lot. Michael Penix loves to take deep shots. That's a good point. Like Very it's, good point. it's concerning for the secondary matchup specifically. Um, I, again, I don't love the, the number creeped up as long as it stays under 17. I like it though. Um, I like, I, I like Washington. I, to me, I, it's just a bad sign. Things are, are bad in East Lansing. Mm. And I don't think this is a moment where the players rally for their coach because I think the writing is on the wall. This dude is out. And so now you're going to have a lot of players going, Oh fuck, you know, this season's toast. Who gives a shit? And you know, you might have guys leaving the team transferring and stuff. And so uh, a lot of question marks. So I'll take Washington, the Huskies, minus 16 and a half. You know what I found on the board? Hmm. We have an... You remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger did a version of The Apprentice? And <laughs> he used to say a fired. You yes. have that Arnold Schwarzenegger. Beautiful. You're terminated. <laughs> Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, Mel, Mel Tucker's about to get that one. He's about to hear that <laughs> one. Oh, that's... I, didn't I even, love you know Arnold. What? That's, that's how he's not, he's not terminated yet, but he will be. Trust but, me. But when they find out he's it's fucked. official... There's no coming back. They're going to call him in. They're going to say... You're terminated. Hasta la vista, 
baby. See, I'm all for the buttons with stuff like that. I'm all for the buttons. Yes. Um, Make any comeback with the buttons. Okay, next when up. When Ryan's here next week, the audience is going to be so upset there's no buttons yeah. anymore. Yeah, but they'll not. be excited because Smitty's back. Well, so that's, We all love when Ryan's well, yeah, back. Of course. We're going to play the newly fanned game with him. <laughs> um, yeah, and if uh, you haven't heard that yet because we time traveled, it's yes. coming up after the show. It's worth sticking around Stick for. Stick around. Um, Tennessee at Florida. A big SEC rivalry matchup. The Vols, six-and-a-half-point road favorites here. Mm. It was around seven. Now the consensus is six-and-a-half. I think it's going to be floating. It's going to be a floating number, uh, a buoy out in the on the ocean of, of numbers. A little buoy. Floating, bobbing up and down. Um, this one is so interesting to me, Tyler. Because, like a noodle and SpaghettiOs. Well, or do like they bob like a, up and down? Do they float? Like a noodle in the gumbo. Actually, noodles and Yeah, yeah in, a, in a gumbo. Yeah. Maybe in just... Okay, bro, how about this? Cheerios and cereal. Are SpaghettiOs? Yeah, there we go. I shouldn't have interrupted you. No, no, no it's not. okay. But okay. it made, made me think, like, is a SpaghettiO soup or is it a pasta dish? I don't know. Next week. I haven't had a SpaghettiO in Tune too in long. next week. Uh, <laughs> tune in next week for more. Tennessee at Florida. Look, I'm very down on Florida. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm up on Tennessee, but I think that things are, are okay for them with Joe Milton, even though they lost a lot of talent at wide receiver. And, of course, it's a new quarterback, blah, blah, blah. We love Josh Heupel. This feels like a big... This feels like a big road favorite here in a rivalry game. Even considering what Florida is and what Tennessee is, six and a half, it, I mean, I'm glad it's six and a half. Seven would feel like I would automatically be playing Florida, which sounds crazy because I'm, I'm very down on Florida. I'm down on Billy Napier. He hasn't, he hasn't done well at all. He hasn't done well against his rivals. Um, it seems like it's, it's, things are not good in Gainesville. But a rivalry game at home where, by the way, Tennessee, regardless of situation, has not won a lot of these at Florida um, in in the last, you know, in in this century. And again, I know these are programs going in two very different situations. I just have to imagine the whole public is fading Florida. Uh, All right, give me your pick first, because the truth is that six and a half makes me want to take Tennessee. Seven makes me want to take Florida. My pick is the Tennessee Volunteers, and I'm going to make it a pick. I put it on our Patreon on Monday, and I'm surprised. This is still six and a half. I thought it would be up to seven, if not seven and a half by now, but I get it because it's a rivalry game, and we have to consider the rivalry aspect and the history, right? This has been a close game historically, and I am fading a bit of history here. I have to understand that, and everyone who bets on Tennessee has to be well aware of what's happened in this rivalry in the past. But I think a lot of this matchup comes down to the coaching. And I'm not high on Billy Napier. A lot of people have have understood that in the last couple months on the show. I think there's a reason why Florida has looked how they have less, the last you know year plus. They went 0-4 in their rivalry games last year. Anthony Richardson was highly regarded as one of the best prospects coming out last year when he didn't look anything more than above average right. under Billy Napier. He's one in three against, or no, no, excuse me. I, I, I went back and looked at the, his Raging Cajun days and like what got him here. And you know what I saw? I saw a lot of like one score games and not showing up against big teams. They mm. were one in three against top 25 teams. You want to guess who the one top 25 team they beat was? The great Matt Campbell's Iowa fucking state. <laughs> of course, this guy. The great Matt Campbell can't even beat him. That's his one top 25 win at the Raging Cage. I was not surprised to see that. And it's just like, you got to be kidding me. But but in uh, 
in his last, if you narrow it down to his last two seasons when he really got hot and won all those, he won 22 games. Yeah. 10 games, 12 games, last two years. In those last 22, uh, excuse me, uh, 22 wins, 13 of them were by one score. Mm. They were close. ESPN, uh, the you know how they have the percentage to win at the end of the game, it was within 60% for all those games in the fourth quarter. So it's not like they're like blowing teams out. What you'll find a lot of the time is these coaches who just dominate, they, there's a reason why they dominate and they come up so fast and then they stay there, they stick. That's not happening in my opinion in this scenario with Florida. I think he's going to be gone at the end of the year. Or at least on the hot seat. I can definitely see it. So I do believe a lot comes down to the coaching, and I'll take for sure uh, uh, Josh Heupel. Josh Heupel over over Billy Napier. So that's, I I believe, what it comes down to. Now, in terms of the X's and O's, Tennessee wants the big play. They want to go downfield, and in that, you're going to get Joe Milton making some mistakes. I understand that he's got the erratic arm, erratic erratic, uh, decision-making, but I think over the course of the game, there's going to be enough for Tennessee to make plays defensively. I think they're going to stop Florida in key situations. And let me be clear. Like Will said, I think a lot of people will be on Florida. They're home, underdog. Oh, no. I think everyone's going to be on Tennessee. Oh, that, that, that's that's oh, like my okay. whole I'll pick. I'm, I'm agreeing with all of your points, but I'm, it's like it's all too good to be true. That's why I, I almost want to take Florida here. But I well, haven't given out my pictures yet. Mine is more of a fade of Florida than it is really on Tennessee. But I believe in this offense, and I believe in Josh Heupel, and I believe in him in this rivalry. And I don't think it's going to be that much of like I think there's going to be twenty to thirty percent Tennessee fans. Yeah. So Could you're be. not going to see it on TV because they're orange. But what if can we make it a bet board at seven, Tyler? Can no, I buy a half no, point? No, not at seven. <laughs> we bought a half, the only half point we bought this year was at fourteen. The only, so, yeah, yeah, the only one we bought, the only one that you yes. got. <laughs> yes. um, <sighs> I'll, I'll give you one this year. You, I owe you a half point, okay? I owe you, but not, not on the not seven on this in one. this game. No. Okay, but you owe me a half point, so I can cash yes. that in at some point this season. That's of course, fair. Of course, of course. I'll okay. give it back to you. Generous. Um, mm. Ah, Again, I just feel like the whole world is going to say, God, Florida sucks. And Tennessee's great, and oh yeah, and it's a rat. I'll fuck it. I'm taking Florida plus six and a half. Oh! We got our third bet board of the game. Let me get this. It again. It just all feels too good to be true because everything should go you towards know what, Tennessee. Will? I told you I'm ready to this. You know what, Will? What's a big deal? It's only a game. It's not just a game. It's a war. It's a war. Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. So wow. Okay, yeah. three bet board games. My God. All right, let me th- let me get this in there. Okay, next up, Tyler. This this matchup is fascinating. The backyard brawl. It's back again. Pitt at West Virginia. It's a pick'em game. This number's been moving all over the place, though, right? It's been like minus one West Virginia, minus one Pitt. It's it's currently a pick'em game. Yes. Yeah. Consensus around pick'em. Yeah. Now this is what. L- let me talk about the line movement here. This is I love games like uh, like Pitt West Virginia. Okay. This is a battle of the brains behind the scenes in the sports betting world. What we're getting here, we get maybe once every two, three weeks during the college football season, where you get high-level syndicates who just disagree, right? Early money, which I was on, if you listen to Sunday's show, we do our predictions for the lines. Right. I had this uh, pit minus three and a half, minus four. Yep. After doing my adjustments and everything last week, I had paid about minus 2.75 still. But minus, let's call it two and a half just to be conservative. Right. I made the bet. 
at plus one and a half. Okay, nice. everyone who ha- who likes Pitt has Pitt plus one and a half. Sure, but you know the other thing. Everyone who likes, at least in the industry, who's like making money doing this, everyone who has who likes West, West Virginia has West Virginia plus one and a half. Right. So everyone has their team plus one and a half here because it's bounced back and forth and it's this tug of war. Yep. And I don't want to say just people in the industry and make it seem like so. It's anyone who's betting on this game, right? Because you can shop around and find plus one and a half really anywhere for either team. Now they're not av- available so much anymore for West Virginia. Right. The home money is coming in a bit more, but it, it's really interesting because it opened up. Home team, Mountaineers minus one and a half. And then by Tuesday at noon, it was minus two Pitt, for Pitt. Right. It had swung all the way to minus two Now Pitt. it's leveled out. And then it has swung back, and now it's just, and it's, so a t- it's, a t- it's a tug of war. And what that means is just, to, again, 15 seconds is the people with money are betting a million here. And they're going, oh, shit, let's move back. And this, this side's going... Well, now that it swung back on the other side of zero, we're going to put a million down here. Right. And they're putting it back. And they're going, well, now that it's back there, let's put more down. This is a good number. So it's just this back and forth of what should the good line be. I strongly believe in Pittsburgh. I think that if you look at overall them as a team, they're not playing up to their capability at all. This no, they lost to Cincinnati team, good last offense. week. They lost to Cincinnati. At home, right? And I love taking teams in this situation sure. where they just let down everyone, national TV, and Phil Dracovic is a good quarterback. I talked about him preseason. He can do what this offense needs as long as he's not fucking running for his life. And we could say that about a lot of quarterbacks, right? I get that. But when the coach is talking about him, Narduzzi's mentioning it, like he needs to be comfortable, and I think he will be this week. And after the loss to Cincinnati, he's saying all the right things, you know, but, but Pitt just can't be talk. They have to be able to actually go around and do what they need to do to win this game, and I think they can but last week, West Virginia, it's more about fading them in this situation. They had three sacks against Duquesne, and they had one the week before. Like, West Virginia is 84th in adjusted pressure rate this year, and I think Pitt can throw the ball when they need to and get that running game going, be balanced. I think they're the better team here. My power rankings say this should be Pitt favored by several. We're getting them in some situations plus money, here for the bet board's sake, it's a pick which I love because if it's a bet board, it just comes down to who wins. But I'm going Pitt. I think I, I get the better team with one of the least home field advantages in, in, in the conference, at least in, in, in the Big 12. We'll take uh, Pitt. Pick them. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm on, I'm on Pitt too again. Like My thing with, with Pat Narduzzi has always been like he loses games he's not supposed to. That Cincinnati loss was one he's not supposed to lose. Uh, and he'll win a game that he's not supposed to either, right? He'll probably take down uh, a team where he's a dog. I don't think that, you know, this game doesn't apply there. Right. But again, I think off the loss, it's a wake-up call. It's, you know, it's a shot uh, across the bow. And I, I do think Pitt's the better team. I think Narduzzi's Narduzzi Narduzzi is the better coach. Nar- <laughs> like Pitt Narduzzi. That's what we should call him after they lose. Oh, um, that's fantastic. I think he's a better coach than Neil Brown. And so we're both on Pitt here. Love it. So, But I can't wait to watch this one. The uh, Backyard Brawl is a fun rivalry. Um, next up, very interesting matchup. Man, BYU's schedule is brutal. They, they joined the Big 12. Now they're going on the road at Arkansas uh, non-conference. Currently, the Cougars... Our seven and a half point road dogs here, Arkansas, uh, seven and a half point home favorite. Now, interesting though, this line opened at ten, so a lot of money has come in on BYU. Um, I'm a big fan of Sam Pittman and what he's doing at Arkansas. Um, I think that they're just a, a tough physical team. They're built right for for a program like Arkansas, right? They're they're not 
They know they're never going to get the recruiting class that LSU or Alabama is going to get, so how can they win? They be super physical and tough, and they just bludgeon people to death, and that's what they do. And even though I think I think BYU is you know an underrated program and a very tough you know team overall, you know typically these are spots where I would go, ooh, no one's going to bet BYU. But there's something about in the past when they were in what the Mountain West. Um, They'd get like one of these games a year, and that's when they would show up. But now they look at their schedule. They don't, our, this Arkansas game is no longer the one game they circle on their schedule where they're like, ooh, we're going to show true. up and beat this this Texas team or whatever, right? And so now they've got a whole tough Big 12 schedule ahead of them. So they couldn't have just looked at Arkansas as like, this is the one that we have to do. And the fact that money has come in on them, I like because I want to take Arkansas on this spot. I think that this is a game where... Um, Arkansas just shows like, hey, we're SEC and you're BYU and yeah, you're Big 12 now, but you haven't been. I think they're going to be way deeper and tougher on both of the lines of scrimmage. Uh, I'll take Arkansas here, minus 7.5 at home. 7.5. See, it started at 10. I hate a game. I can get it 8.5 and, a half and right. 9, and then you're taking 7.5. But BYU has been doing it with their defense. They look good. They're stopping... You know, if you look at just their isolated defensive line this year in efficiency, they're a top 10 team. It's like, well, just in that category, but people don't look at BYU as being able to go to an SEC opponent and keep up, but I really like this BYU team. I like what they can do. It's seven and a half. We're making picks. Now, what's your what's your main reason why it just you think that Arkansas is just a better team overall? Yeah, I mean, I think that and Sam Pittman's going to outcoach both teams. Both teams will just want to play physical, run run the ball kind of uh, offense, and I think Arkansas is just better at that. I think they're they're bigger and stronger and deeper. That, and it's not just like in yeah, I know I mentioned it's like hey, we're SEC, you're not, but like ultimately, like I I think Arkansas is better at that. And yeah, Sam, I think Sam Pittman is a very underrated coach, mm-hmm. and people don't talk about him as being that. But I don't think Arkansas is an easy place for someone to just show up and win, and he's done that. And very good home field advantage, too, by the way. Um, It's a loud stadium, and uh, I think this will be a game that the fans get up for because it is a big non-conference matchup. And so, yeah, I like Arkansas here. I think they bully him. All right, let me do a little little, little, uh, power rankings work real quick here. So I've got BYU. Yeah, I've only got them, like, touchdown worse. Maybe eight points. Mm. Let's take it. Let's make it a bet board Another game. Another bet board. You got a bet board game. Shabuya! 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 You lose! <laughs> See, you can't throw that one out before the thing, though. So I just, was, look. He's I'm crazy on, with the buttons, I'm folks. on the buttons. <laughs> I love it. That's four bet boards. Yes. This is going to be a huge week for the bet board. All right, so then why are you taking BYU? Because I believe their defense is going to be good enough, and I think they can get it done. When I talk about efficiency... It's kind of a broad thing. That means how do you do in big situations? How good are you against good opponents? How good are you at winning individual matchups? It's like a whole encapsulating thing that is a really good statistic, in my opinion, or way to describe a defense or offense. And Arkansas is good. A lot of talent. But can they stop them on third and short? Can they get to the passer in key situations? Can BYU frustrate them and just string this game out enough I don't need them to win. I need them to cover seven and a half. So that's why I lean Cougars. Overall, the efficiency, I, I, th- I actually kind of disagree with the coaching. I think we're going to see this BYU coaching staff, if they can stick together long enough, start to win games like this. The culture is there. The players are there. The underrated 
recruiting is going to start to show itself. So all those reasons will go Cougars plus seven and a half. Four bet board games. Holy and, hell. And like what a weekend said, this is going to be. Power ratings, too. Yeah. So Gotcha. Okay. Is that all of our games? Last but not least. Oh, we got one more. The Rocky Mountain Showdown, Tyler. Oh, Rocky Mountain Showdown. Let's go, Buffalo. One of the most prolific uh, nationwide rivalries in all of college football yes. that now people are going to learn about for the first time. Um, it's called <laughs> Colorado State at CU. Now, typically, uh, for what, the last 30 years has been a neutral, 20 years been a neutral site for this game for the first time in a very, when was the last time this, this game wasn't played in I Denver? Don't know. It's been decades. Uh, it's it's been a long time. It's usually played in Denver. Now it's not anymore. They're doing a home and home. So this one is, is Colorado state at CU. Of course, they're the biggest topic in college football right now. Uh, hate it or love it. Everyone's watching. Everyone wants to know what happens with coach prime massive spread. Obviously all the hype it has finally caught up to the buffs. I have to play this. 23 and a half point home favorites over Colorado State. 23 and a half. 23 and a half. I have to play this. The game's called, as Will said, the Rocky Mountain Showdown. Sure. So we got to play this. Huh. I expected the Rocky Mountains to be a little rockier than this. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. That John Denver's full of shit, man. <laughs> Except when you see the game at Boulder, it, they will be rocky. So oh, that yeah, won't be the reaction. Yeah, so. Yeah, let's go. But Tyler, like, is this finally the point where that will not be the reaction? No, but that's just is funny. this that's is this funny, right? yeah very funny? Is it is this very is this finally the point where the books strike back and say, hey, you everyone wants to take CU? Fine, we're gonna fucking Please. we're gonna inflate this line like crazy and we're gonna fuck you all over. Yeah, yeah. Is that what this is? Yes, that's what this is. The line should probably be nineteen and a half. Okay, like and this is crazy. I'm not gonna bet against my buffs. Because, the books strike back. Well, I, and I'm not just not betting against the buffs because they're my buffs. But this offense, the ceiling's very high. This CSU team's not very good at all. But you wonder, you know, is Colorado going to use this as an opportunity to not show a lot on film and mm, try and develop this Oregon. offensive line and defensive line? Like, they could use this as a glorified practice, which I don't want to discount the game. you got to show up and win. There's let's learn how to the run the ball, though. Exactly. Use yeah. that. Like, like let's, let's develop this offensive line, defensive line. So if they go in with that mentality, then I don't want to bet on the Buffs this game. They're not going to cover. But if they go in with the mentality to just run it up, dominate who knows and that could very well be coach prime's game plan so i'm not willing to bet either way let's go buffaloes let's go Buffs. but it's i no will bet. be there if you want to find me well i don't know should i go to big noon cook uh kickoff or should i go to the uh game day game days in boulder yes they're both in boulder no shit yeah Wow, they're competing and stages. Pat, Pat McAfee is going to be there this week too, dude. You didn't well, he's hear part Joe. of Game Day, isn't he? Or not anymore? Well, no, his show is. Going to be I know there he's too. got an ESPN thing, but yeah, I thought but he still uh, had a spot on Game Day. So Joel Klatt, whose new podcast I really like about college football, he was saying that he he, he goes, "Remember, we were there last week, Boulder. You got to come see us. Don't get, go see Game Day. Remember who's there first for you." Look, so, yeah. dude, where do I go, Will? Do I go okay. Game Day? Do I go Big Noon Kickoff? Game Day. They were there first. Game Day has the the history and the legend, right? To me, it's still I it's still better. However, I will say this: Fox is on to something with Big Noon Kick. Like for sure, I think their overall panel is better. Like I I like Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush, and uh, you know I'm not crazy Mark about Ingram? Mark Ingram just yet. He's but you know he's entertaining. I like when he lays out uh, Instagram. Yeah, uh, in, in influencers yeah. that, that, that was pretty funny yes yeah. <laughs> but like like i don't know if it, but I, I hate urban meyer but i hate watch him unfortunately it's all it's all out of hatred but to me game day is still where it's at 
So I would go to game day. I might double dip and, and just find a way to throw a beer over Meyer's head or something while I was there. Now, here's my question. But Do you competing think, stages, that's, that's interesting. Let's, uh, let's, uh, l- let's guess here. Do you think if I get kicked out of one? You can go to the other. Yeah. Of course you can. So could I? They're competing. They want more people. Okay. Okay. Here, look for me naked on game day. Well, no. That's how you're going to get arrested at that point. Oh. I think the move is to storm the stage punch Urban Meyer in the face, and then go to the, go to game day after that. Why do I always want to get naked? Oh, I Why does know. it always end up being something like that? That's probably something to do with your childhood. It's, I, don't know. <laughs> I need to talk about that one. <laughs> I'm going to give out, though. I'm, I, I've decided that I've already I've whiffed on CU twice. Yes. And I'm going to stick to it, and I'm going to fade them until the market finally corrects. So I'm you're going. Just, you're a buff hater. I'm going with the Rams. By uh, the way, two of the coolest live mascots. Now, of course... Can the Ram is not is nothing compared to Ralphie. Ralphie's like the most elite live mascot out there. But Cam the Ram, I'm sure, will be in attendance too, and that's a very cool live mascot as well. So, so would you consider this line to be juicy? Because I have a drop here. <laughs> this was Will, I think, three years ago. It's an old one. Yes, I see something that looks juicy, and I want to have it. No, this one's not juicy because I don't. Love I see it. something that looks juicy, and I want to have it. That that's how I look at a piece of food. Um, but. No, this line's not juicy. It's not like too good to be true. But again, I think at some point, uh, betting against the mar- the the public market on CU is gonna is gonna come into play, and this might be it. So I'll, I'll give out the Rams plus twenty three and a half. Well, you're definitely getting some value here. I, I really think that. So we'll see. I think it's gonna be a fun game. It's eight o'clock, and uh, yeah, night game. It's past Love my that. bedtime, man. But it's gonna be fun. It is past your bedtime, but you'll be up. You'll be up. So awesome. Well, listen. Well, here's um, what I have to say because you're betting against the Buffs. Man, you are one pathetic loser. All right, is this part of the show over? Are we are we done with the picks? Four bet, I just want to recap the, the bet board games. Yes. We've got four bet board games. LSU, Mississippi State, Minnesota, North Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, and BYU, Arkansas. This is going to be a monumental weekend for me getting a four-game lead on the bet. I'm going 4-0. I'm calling it. 4-0 on the bet board. Nice. You heard it here first. Okay, first. But okay. yeah, this is it for games. Um, are we going to do... Stick around for the extracurriculars. Wait, wait, wait. What about the Knights of the Square Table? Do you have a parlay? Oh, yeah. I do have it. Thank you. Knights of the Square Table. I have my parlay. Okay. Here we go. It's made up of picks I just gave out. We're going Pitt, Kansas State, Penn State, and Arkansas. Those are the four for the Knights of the Square Table. Okay. Let's get out of here on uh, Sean Penn's words, uh, um, uh, Team America, about invading Iraq. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Last year, I went to Iraq. Before Team America showed up, it was a happy place. They had flowery meadows and rainbow skies and and rivers made of chocolate where the children danced and laughed and played with gumdrop smiles. He's got the buttons, That's all that's fine. I got the buttons. (laughs) Ryan's going to hate this. He's going to say you're never producing again. Okay, I've got a few things for today. I've got my M&M rankings, and I've got my uh, a brand new game. My brand new game is called the Newly Fanned Game. Hmm. Okay, so you know the newlywed game? Yes. That's where it's from. Okay, so <laughs> you're going to play the newlywed game with Ryan, who's going to show up next week. And so it's, it's perfect because he's not here. So oh, Ryan, right, so, because yeah. it's like it's a secret, uh, you know, suitor behind the, the behind the curtain. Exactly. So uh, Ryan, eventually, That's if you're listening. That's a throwback show, by yeah, the way, yeah. the newlywed game. Yes, it is. So uh, producer Ryan is gone this week. He's uh, out of town, and it's a perfect opportunity to do that. So... Uh, Ryan, if you're listening out there, you'll have to pause it eventually when we do that. But let's start off with, uh, uh, I had a great indulgence. I went to the movie theaters, brought some M&Ms. You went to the movie theaters? Yes, and uh, uh, brought some M&Ms, and uh, I'm at my M&M rankings. Oh, okay, because I thought this was going to be something different. I got you. Yeah, yeah, love this. Okay, because there are lots of 
of M&Ms for all the, the yeah. laymans out there. It's not yeah. just your classic no, we, we, but melt we had to, in your mouth, not in your hand M&Ms. We had to go see Elemental. We're, I'm a big Pixar guy. Maybe some other day we'll talk about the Pixar theory. No, we, you, we've talked about the Pixar oh, theory. I love the Pixar theory. I know, theory. you're obsessed. Oh, so my wait, God. But I don't even know what Elemental is. Give me just, just a quick 30-second elements. Fire, plot. water, representatives, people okay. doing stuff. Got it. Yeah. That was perfect. Right. That was five seconds. So uh, my top five M&M rankings. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, and I don't know if my number five exists anymore. Crispy M&Ms. Uh, Have you ever had a crispy M&M? They do exist, and yes, very okay. delicious. I haven't had one in years, but th- that's number five on my list. Number four, the classic M&Ms. Nothing wrong with classic M&Ms. Uh, I did see a YouTube that says they don't melt in your hand. They actually dissolve in your hand. That's kind of nitpicky, but they're actually not melting. They're dissolving. Oh, but they but they don't melt in your hand. That's the whole mm-hmm. pitch. They melt in your mouth, not in yeah, your they're hand. They're lying to you. Oh. So they dissolve in your mouth. Yes, they, don't. they melt in your hand, dissolve in your no, mouth. No, they... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know actually what I'm They talking. dissolve in your Maybe mouth. Maybe I should watch the YouTube again. They yeah. don't. They're not melting in your mouth. They're dissolving. Okay, number five, crispy M&Ms. Number four, classic M&Ms. Number three, peanut M&Ms. Oh, yeah. I love a good peanut M&M. Yep. Uh, number two, caramel. And I don't go caramel. I think producer Ryan says caramel M&Ms because frying Ryan's way too fucking snooty for his own good. Yep. But I go caramel. Yeah, I'm, I'm usually a caramel guy. Yeah. Every once in a while, it's kind of like, um, you know, when... when the register person asks if you want a receipt, and just every once in a while you say yes, even though normally you say no. Mm-hmm. That's every once in a while I'll throw a caramel out there, but I'm usually a caramel guy. You shouldn't touch receipts; they have stuff on. I know them. they get the bad stuff, yeah. the bad stuff that makes you. Uh... Yeah, I don't do receipts. Okay, and then uh, <laughs> number one, peanut butter M and M's. I just ate some recently; they were delicious. So that's my M M&M and M rankings. Okay, let's get on from one rankings to another. Now uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, because yes. pretzel didn't make the cut. You had the pretzel M and M's. No, I don't like pretzel. You don't I mean, like I pretzels like, in general? No, I like pretzels in general. But you just don't like pretzels? Because I'd take those over classic. Mm, I'd put classic no. all the way at the bottom, honestly. Really? Oh, yeah. I'd take all the other options over over uh, over classic. No. Classic okay. is fine. It's just boring. Yeah, I, I, I disagree. Okay. okay. Uh, so uh, we're, I was going to go from one ranking to another. Yeah, Let's yeah. save my review for after this. I want to play a game. Okay. Real or fake? Okay. Real or fake is a, is a classic, right? It is a classic. Tailgate classic. Goes back... I don't actually know any other show that does this, right? Have you noticed all these fucking shows doing next week's headlines now? And I've been doing that in radio since like 2011. So no one can fuck with me with next week's headlines. Well, you know what's funny is that I um, I intentionally don't listen to college football podcasts because I don't want any of their ideas seeping into mine and Dude, having it seem I love like, that. like thievery. Mm-hmm. So I avoid culture. I listen to other non-college football podcasts. Well, I listen to radio, though. I'm a radio sure. guy. Yeah, so see, I, like, I, I go Dan I don't listen to radio. and Colin Coward. But I've been seeing commercials recently for essentially kind of a real or fake kind of a game show that's oh, coming out no. with David Spade. Oh, God. And it's, I don't remember what it's called, but I think the basic idea is like they're giving real or fake like product pitches and somehow there's a game involved where you have to pick which one is real and then you can win money. Well, this is a tailgate classic, real or fake. Today we're doing headlines. Now you may think, how the hell are you going to do a fake headline? Are Are they all football headlines or just general? No, no, none of these are even better. None of these are football related. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm sure there's some wild headlines out there. All right, let's go one. A world's first edible skyscraper opens in Tokyo. World's first edible skyscraper opens in Tokyo. This is, see, what I love most about these real or fake games, Tyler, is the debate in my brain on, like, (laughs) is this something Tyler could have come up with? Because that's my (laughs) entire analysis. Right. Edible skyscraper, that can't be, how could you have people in there? That would be be an OSHA, OSHA or, you know, whatever the regulatory board in Japan uh, would be. There's no way you could have people in it if you could eat it 
eat, you know, if you could eat all the uh, this, the chocolate beams in the middle to make it collapse. Yes. Um, I'm gonna go fake. That is fake. <laughs> Thank you. Thank God. If there was an, a fucking edible skyscraper, <laughs> that'd be really bad. All right, number two. Uh, let's see here. And, and see, you always think I'm going to go a real after a fake. See, or do I go two fakes in a row? Uh, usually that's not factored in. my. I mean, I guess once once you, I do start to recognize patterns, I suppose, but uh-huh. that wasn't what my thought process was going. It really is. I'm, 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 I'm strictly analyzing what the headline is. Okay, next. Underground mushroom cultivators claim they've found the secret to time travel in fungi. Underground mushroom cultivators claim they've found the secret to time travel in fungi. First of all, imagine telling people you're an underground mushroom cultivator. <laughs> That's quite the title. Um, that one's got to be real because only those kinds of people would be like, yeah, this is time travel. That is fake. Ah, that is fake. It. That is an ridge. All right. Uh, next. <laughs> Cockatoo breaks speed record on tiny scooter. Huh. So. Cockatoo breaks speed record on tiny scooter. Would the speed record be four cockatoos on scooters or was like a, an, a land speed record? It Is would this like be, a whole new... It would be for a cockatoo riding a little scooter, a cockatoo-sized scooter. And it broke the speed record. Mm-hmm. It's the Usain Bolt of yes. cockatoos on, <laughs> on scooters. Um, yeah. Fake. You're going three in a row, fake. Now I am thinking about it. That's real. Damn it. That is real. Uh, a seven-year-old cockatoo has claimed to the t- has uh, has claimed to the title of fastest parrot on wheels after breaking the Guinness World Record for riding a pint-sized scooter. Yeah, these people need jobs. Uh, Chico. Need, uh... This is Chico in Bulgaria. Traveled a distance of five meters in uh, just under 18 seconds. On his scooter. Can we get uh, the people in Bulgaria some college football channels so they can find something to do with all their fucking time? Uh, exactly. All right. Uh, next. Idaho man catches tennis balls behind his back to attempt world record. Mm. Mm. See the... How are you doing at home? Because this is a tough game. This is tough. Now, often you will see headlines that lead in with like... Idaho man, Florida man, Texas man. So this is a common one. Now, I wouldn't yes. put it past you to recognize that and do it. However, well, this is what I do. I'm a headline writer. The type of people who would be breaking world records about uh, catching tennis balls behind, behind their, back their back, yes, would definitely be Idaho people. Let's just okay. say it. the whitest I mean, people, whitest people available. Good enough. <laughs> There's no way a black man is breaking a record. He's spending so his time to to catch to as this. many tennis balls behind his back as possible. Right. Uh, I'll go real. That is real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he broke the record, catching 22 balls behind his back in one minute. We can break that. 22 balls behind his back. But like, where, where, does it, where does the throw come in? Where are they, We're going to have to research. Where's we'll he catching team. it from? I'll get the team on this. We'll have to research. It's, I don't know the details here. They need to really make r- world records only be interesting. I'm going <clears> to get the team on that one, and okay. we'll try and break it soon. Okay, okay, next. Yoga class meditation exercise confused for ritual mass murder scene. <laughs> yoga class meditation exercise confused for ritual mass murder scene. Mm, I'm going fake. That is real. In Britain, a, a police descended on a community space in Britain when some local dog walkers mistook a yoga class's group meditation exercise for the results of a ritual mass murder. So, like, do, do they just think that everyone perfectly uh mass they were mass murdered all on their yoga mats they're probably all matching going oh. unless they were doing yoga just out in a field with no mats 
That's the only way that would really make sense. Um, dude, you start chanting stuff, anything can seem like one, like like that. I don't know. That's kind of weird. All right, next. We got a couple more here. Bear breaks into Florida family's screen porch, drinks three White Claws. Bear breaks into into Florida family's screen porch, drinks three White Claws. Do they have bears White in Florida? Claws. Do they have bears in Florida? Because <laughs> it definitely sounds, again, like... Like a story that would make sense. I could see a bear doing this, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I, f- I don't know. They have maybe they do have bears in Florida. I know they have them on the East Coast, but I don't know if they have them that far Another south. Fake, Will. Fake. What are you doing? It's fake. That's real. Ah, that real. they have bears in a Florida. Bear broke Alligators into a house. and bears. Helped himself to three white claws. All right, next. Panthers and snakes. New platform allows users to send smells, revolutionizing <laughs> digital this communication. Is so fake. <laughs> that is fake. That's only one of my dreams. Yeah, I yeah, wish no. that one day it would be a brilliant technology smells. to be able to send a fart to your brother whenever oh, you want. That is my dream. Yeah, you can, I, you say, it's false. You someone's smells. being annoying and you just drop a fart to their phone. It'd be <laughs> fucking amazing. Are you kidding? I, I would get people would just block me left and right because that's all I would use it for. I wouldn't be like, yeah. Smell how good my dinner smells. It would just be farts to everyone. <laughs> that's that's. The I would just possible. be smelling farts to everybody. All right, I got a couple left. Uh, scientific breakthrough: scientists discover how to communicate with ants. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be that hard to figure out how to communicate with ants. I th- like it's all about their antenna stimuli, and I feel like ants are interesting and smart enough that uh, that scientists have figured out a way. I think that I- I'm going to go true. What is real. this? A center for ants? Okay. Um, real or fake? Is it real or fake? It is fake. Oh, we don't mine. know how to communicate with ants? That's mine. I don't know. Ants are so cool. <laughs> I don't know. Bummer. I don't know if maybe we do. do. <laughs> what if that headline does exist and you don't even know it? <laughs> well, maybe it does. That's the game, though. That is real wow. or fake. It's impressive. It's yeah. very impressive, All your right. ability to, to fool me with oh, these. Only a couple more things before we get out of here today. Remember, if you own a company, know anyone who owns a company, and want freelance work, check out Fiverr.com. Click the link in the show notes for a uh, discount on your first purchase. But freelancers are so useful. And I can tell you as part of Woos Media, we use so many different things like graphic design, website building. And freelancers, not only are they a heck of a lot more uh, affordable than you know going through a business, it's great to work with them and they're professional. You get great work done at a, at a fraction of the price. And again, if you use our link in the show notes, you'll get an even cheaper price on your first purchase. That's fiverr.com. Use the link in the show notes for a discount with your freelance experience. All right. Uh, I have a quick uh, review, Edge of Tomorrow. I'll try and make this a two-minute review. Tom Cruise, love Tom Cruise. Yep. And his witchcraft. Tom Cruise, save me with your, wick, with your witchcraft. Um, he is a great, I, I, he is the best. I mean, he's is still he? going hard in 2023, bringing people out to the box office. He's been doing this for decades. Mm-hmm. Tell me an actor that's spanned as long as he may, is, what, is Tom Hanks, bringing people in these days he just did that weird meta movie like in it's a very good question because the first actor i thought of when you were asking that question was like tom hanks right but but he's on a short list tom cruise and you're right he's not he doesn't have the poll anymore uh, are you one of those people who doesn't like tom cruise no here's my opinion on tom cruise yeah i mean he's easily one of the most prolific actors and block from a blockbuster standpoint yes he's great i like a lot of his movies there's a lot of movies that he's in where I think he's done a really good job. My thing is like, he, I, to me, he doesn't have like a ton of range. 
He's mostly like the same Tom Cruise in most movies. Now he's he's different in some. Do you need range though to be like an exceptional actor. Yeah, like he's never. Um, like, does Derrick Henry need range to be one of the best running backs in football today? He Does needs he need range. Yeah, to to be, be if you want to be one of the best running backs, don't you need to be able to catch the ball and run the ball? You know what I mean? Like to be able to kind of do it all. A, a every down back, as they say, Tyler. You could say that if Tom, you're Tom Cruise, Cruise is not an every down back. Well. Um, now look, he's again. I'm not even like ragging on him, but he's not an every down back. That's quite obvious. They have a third. There's a third down back on his team. Okay, you know what I mean. And so, but I love what he does. I love. Agreed. I need look, new Tom Cruise. Um, I like him. I like him more, like one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies is Collateral, if you've ever okay. seen it, because he's the bad guy, and he's really fucking good as the as the bad guy. Okay. But yeah, he doesn't have the acting range that like, um, you know... Uh, Morgan Freeman. I don't even... Does Morgan Freeman oh, have that Morgan much Freeman. range either? Like, he, what I was thinking was like Christian Bale. Like, he can play any character... You can give him any character and he can be it. Okay. Like, uh, accents... Different personalities, different physical looks. You know, you know, and he can do it. You want to talk range? One day soon, uh, maybe on like a, a a weekend pod, I can do some of my impressions. That's range. Yeah, yeah. That is range, my friend. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Edge of Tomorrow okay. is about it's a time travel movie, and the idea is Tom Cruise is sent to fight in a battle between aliens and humans in like the future. It happens in the future. Okay. And he's sent there not as some amazing soldier. He's sent there, honestly, as sort of a frontline pawn. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of scared at first. And he dies. I'm just going to... This is the movie. I'm not really giving anything away. The whole key to the movie, though, is he wakes up and relives the same day. Oh, it's Groundhog Day, but it for war. It kind of is Groundhog Day for war against aliens. It's awesome. And I don't How know How does it I, work that he wakes up? I'm not going to say some anything. Ca- some That's technology all you're gonna in get. there? That's all you're going to get. It was all a dream? Is That's that how it That's all you're going to get. And, and, and it's, I, I don't get why everyone talks about all these Tom Cruise movies when it comes to great Tom Cruise movies or you know movies we love to watch, action movies. And I've never heard anyone say one of his best movies is Edge of Tomorrow. I believe it, it's a top five Tom Cruise movie. Interesting. Without doubt. Dude, you're came out like the last like 10 years, right? It's old. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's it, well, older. Right. Like, relatively. It's not new, but exactly. it's not, it's not like. Dude, you're going to love it. I, I think you should watch it. And what give your streaming own site is by, it on? I don't remember. Where did you watch it? I, I, I don't remember. You don't remember? We, we stream a lot of different stuff. He's a streamer, folks. We're a streamer. But uh, I'm going to give it so. Looks like it's on uh, HBO Max. Ooh, I have yeah. HBO Max. Yeah, I think maybe go. that's where you watched yes. it. You, dude, you got to watch it. And then you got to give a review in a couple weeks. So we'll give like a month, okay? Or like a month and a half. Okay. And towards the end of the season, you can do your outdated review. I could watch it this weekend. Fuck it. You should. You're going to love it. And I won't guarantee it'll be on next week's show, but it'll be on the next couple if, weeks. If show. you haven't seen it, I, Edge of Tomorrow. I want to put it's the stamp a, on it. A 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb. No, nah, that should be high. Good ratings. Okay. I'm going to give it, uh, we're going to give it, uh, uh, let's go. I don't want to give anything away. Let's just go. How many? Here we go. Rate it on. I was going to go re- machine guns. Rebirths. You know, like how many times you you have to relive the day? How many Groundhog Days? Out of a hundred, out of a hundred rebirths, out of hundred, I'm gonna give it. Groundhog honestly, days. dude, and I know I can I can get overwhelmed with my reviews when I first love a movie, but uh, I'm gonna give it 94.8 wow, rebirths. That is a very. Have you ever given one this high before I, I on the show? I haven't. And and I I, I ended this high. movie. I, I finished it, and I said to Allie, I go, 
How have we never heard about this? Why why are more people talking about the edge of tomorrow? I've like heard of it, but I've never heard of it. I've never heard a bad thing about it. But and I, I've heard. But I don't. You know I know what? it's like a cult classic kind of. But I'm not. It oh, is, and it's got what's her is. face in it? Emily Blunt or whatever the chick who's that's uh yeah, that's Emily Jim Blunt. that's Jim uh, Jim from the Office. That's his wife in real oh, really? life. Jim uh, Albert. Yeah, no, it's She's really British. Good. Yeah, but more people need to talk Great about that. Accents. But you know what? I don't like my favorite movies. Typically, aren't the huge movies everyone likes like i do sure. love shawshank redemption yeah, but yeah it's not like my favorite movie right like so that's uh i'll give another Just example very rewatchable i'll give say. another 15 second example uh shutter island no one talks about that being a good leonardo dicaprio movie i think never again, seen that, it i believe that's a top five really yeah you know you want to know why when it first came out i remember this i, I think we were in high school when this came yeah, out it's an older movie um yeah. but i was talking with someone in a class a friend of mine and ruin it for you no but like uh and uh, because i remember from the preview because look i will say this i think i'm pretty good at getting a vibe from just the trailer or from like you know like commercial scenes or whatever of kind of what the movie is going to be i'm not not certainly don't bat a thousand but i'm pretty good at that and i'm really good at at guessing uh, if I like start a movie, like what's how it's gonna end, or like how how the plot goes, only because a lot of movies are the same, right? It's not because I'm a fucking uh, uh, genius, right? Okay. But with this one, I, I this uh, classmate of uh, of ours, you, we went to school together. She had just seen it, and she was like, "Oh, I really like it." And I was like, "I bet I know what the twist is," and I like I, I nailed what the twist was, but. You may not have because a lot of people don't really get. They think they understand it, and then they don't get the twist. Isn't it a? Uh, is it a Christopher Nolan movie or who's the director? Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. So yeah. I'd probably like it. Yeah, I, I think you'd love. But it. That's the main and, reason. Is I felt like I knew how it was going to no, end, so I was like, but, that, eh. but, but two things. One, knowing how the movie ends shouldn't ruin it. We all knew how, right. how Miracle was going to end, but that's it's true. a great movie. It didn't ruin the movie. Yep. But also. It's one of those mindfuck movies, kind of like The Sixth Sense, mm. to where you leave it and you don't. Well, in the sixth sense, it was more clear actually than this. Right. And I'll say, in these subsequent years, after watching it several times, because the cinematography and, sure. and the way that they go about shooting it and the storytelling, dude, it's next level. It's elite. But it's really helped me when all these people come out on YouTube and like explain things here or there. Sure. And like, this is where this was happening, this is where that was happening. And maybe you can do an outdated review on that as well, because I don't want to give, 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 give too many things away. But people don't talk about that as a top five Leo movie. I think without doubt, him and Martin Scorsese putting their best together. Leo's got a lot of good movies. Top but five that's, Leo but dude, movie. Honestly, but you're kind of a movie snob, which oh, is great. Big time. But that's perfect I'm for you. Opinionated. This is a movie snob movie. This is okay. not for the average. If you're like an average movie watcher. Wait, are we still talking about Edge of Tomorrow? Are we talking no, about no, no, Shutter no. Island? Shutter Island. Okay. This is Shutter uh, Edge of Tomorrow is for everyone. Right. Shutter Island is for so snobs. much more for movie snobs because there's so many like little tips here there you remember how like in Sixth Sense, and stuff. when they said every time the room got cold right that means dude there's a bunch of stuff like that in no, it's here more than that the in six sense it was like every time you saw oh, red there was like yeah, weird exactly things like that exactly this is it's all so detailed and thought out in in, mm. in, in oh it's a it's a it's a thinker okay yeah you need to watch that one too. okay fair enough okay. Add and it then, to the list uh, before we get out of here i think i have one more game okay the newly fanned game 
Oh, right. So this, all right, Ryan, if you're listening, I hope you're traveling safe. I hope you're having a good flight. Be nice Shout to the flight attendants. Smitty. Don't punch anyone, but you got to turn it off. Please, Ryan, turn it off. Don't ruin the game for next week because you can't hear his answers. Yeah, end it right now. End stop, it, Ryan. End, right stop now, it. push. Stop push it stop. right now, Ryan. All right, now that he's not here, yes, okay. let's make fun of him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Producer Ryan's back next week. He can't know the answers for this game to work. Right. Okay. All right, so for, for everyone who doesn't know the newlywed game, it's where they two newlyweds get together on a game show and one has to guess what the other will say. Sure. How well do you know your newlywed, right? So you are going to be Ryan's newlywed. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to pause the show. We're going to do some time travel ourselves. Mm. For the audience, it's going to be like that, instantaneous. Uh, I love time travel. I'm going to give you five minutes to pull up the two things. You're going to need two things for this. Okay. A, a list of private pictures would be great, ideally, of the Big 12 mascots. Okay. And a list of the current Big 12 head coaches. This is our newly fanned game, Big 12 edition. You need a list of the coaches and the mascots. All right, we're going to pause this real quick. Got it. All right, we're back. Uh, I got to say something before we go with this. Will tried to open something with paint. <laughs> So Will is definitely getting on boomer level for my taste. No, my here. computer asked me if I wanted to open a picture <laughs> and paint, and clearly I did not. All right, so you got it pulled up. You got the mascots and the coaches pulled up. Yes. Okay, here's how the newlywed game works. Like I said, we ask questions. You don't say what you think. You say what you think Ryan's going to say. Okay? Okay. So when Fry and Ryan's by, uh, back next week, what are his answers going to be to the newly fanned game? All right, question one. Best mascot. And we're not talking live mascots, okay? So live mascots do not count. Right. These are people in suits. And, and look, logos don't count. Nothing counts here except when you're at the game and you see the mascot walk down the aisle next to you. How cool, how awesome, how pumped are you, or how lame is it, right? The best mascot in the Big 12 is who, Will? And, 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 and according to Ryan. Right. Who, Who is Ryan going to like for the Big 12 mascot? Now, do you have it pulled up? Because you look like you're scrambling on your well, computer. Well, I'm trying to find you his said you name. You pulled up. I have the picture pulled okay. up, but okay. i got to find his name. Okay. That's all. Because, okay. um, so, his name is, oh, okay, Pistol Pete. The guy, Pistol Pete, Oklahoma State. Oh, it's the best mascot. Okay. I mean, it's, it's I choice. think that's what he would think. I, I do. And there's some great ones out there, by the way. But this is what Ryan would think. Yeah, I think he's going to pick Pistol Pete. Okay, interesting. Yep. Pistol um, Pete's cool. He's got a big fucking giant cowboy hat, a grizzly mustache. Um, you know, he just looks like a cowboy. I know what he's not going to pick. He's not going to pick the fucking West Virginia Mountaineer, the actual human that just dresses up like it's fucking 1746. Yeah, he, he, may he, the the Jayhawk, the he may go to the Jayhawk, dude. He may go to the Jayhawk. He might. He might right, go to okay. the Jayhawk. Okay, next. So, so, but your answer is Pistol Pete. I'm that's what I, think, that's yep. what I think Smitty's will be, yeah. Of course, yeah. Okay, next. Yep. Stupidest mascot. Oh man, I just said it. It's the uh it's the mountaineer. It's the guy that it isn't in a furry suit at all. He's just a guy that's dressed up like a fucking pilgrim pilgrim basically. Let me tell you why Not you're pilgrim, wrong. But... Let me tell you why you're wrong. Let me tell you what Ryan will say, and you still can change your 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 bet. Okay. okay. Your bet's not final. Okay. It's Kansas State's mascot. Dude, have you seen this guy? Yeah, it's, kinda, a, I mean, it's, it's a just fucking it's a person. It's a person with a in a football jersey with a wildcat head. And the eyes do look silly. It's but one of my least favorite mascots in all of college see, football. See, but the BYU I one is get it. The BYU one is the exact same, but lamer because well, the head is smaller and like doesn't actually look comical. I said one of my worst. I didn't say my worst. I, BYU may be down there too, but no, Kansas State is, in my mm. opinion, for sure the lamest in the pack in the Big Twelve. It's again for for those who don't know. Go look at what the mascot is. It's a guy, 
in in a jersey with a with a mascot head on. It's like they couldn't afford it in the budget. Pull, give me a wildcat, okay? Give me something out there. I, think I he's bet Ryan go West says Virginia. that. He's going to go Mountaineer. No, I think Ryan says Kansas State there. Okay. Uh, next one. Yep. Most underrated school colors in the Big Twelve again. Yeah, in the Big Twelve. All Big 12. This is Big 12 edition, top to bottom. Most underrated. There's huh? colors. Yeah, the most underrated school colors. It's. Uh, I'll pick walk one. Through your, walk through your thought process I'll pick here. one. I think it's going to be between Baylor. I think he'll. I think that the, that Baylor green and yellow is kind of Do you of want to know why I think that perfect? won't be the case? Because he hates CSU Rams. Yeah, but it's different. It's not. It's a different yellow. Yeah, it's a different and hue. And it's a different green. It's a different hue. Yes. Um, uh, but I think his pick is going to actually be K-State. I think the silver and purple pops. I mean, that's I think a nice color that. scheme. Yep. I like that pick. Actually, very simple. It's a good pick. Yep. You know what I kind of like too? I like Iowa State's the red and the in the yellow, kind of the red and the gold. I, I like it's that. A, yeah, good good options. Yeah. Uh, cool mascot too, by the way, for the Cyclones. Okay, the last four questions are all coach related. So pull up your coach, uh, whatever your coach list, and these are all. What does Ryan say about these coaches? Okay, the coach who is the worst at social media. I think he's gonna go with Gundy. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good Gundy one. for sure doesn't know how to work social media. Okay. Um, next one. The coach who has the masturbation uh, the masturbation ritual of Steve Carell's character in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Which Remember is, how he lights all the candles? He puts the photos and down. He, and he puts all of his photos down in his he room. He makes his action figures turn the he, other way. He dims all the lights and he lo- he dims all the lights. Okay, he so makes sure he's like the it's biggest a whole, nerd. It's a whole process. He he like searches through his VHSs for his old school pornographies to put on. Oh, so it's, yeah, it's Brett Venables. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's Brett, my guess. You think that's what Ryan? No, it's that what Ryan's going to oh, say. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm, my guess. Okay, I think okay. I think that's who he picks. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if that's what Ryan's going to say. All right. To me, uh, Brett Venables is, he's a football nerd, I might but he's go, a nerd. I might go Gus Malzahn for that one. Interesting. Okay. Uh, okay. The coach who no. chews his food the loudest. Gus just sits next to his computer like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> the coach who chews his food the loudest. Which one's the most annoying to eat by? Because he's just making a mess. Mm. He's digging in. Let's go with... Um, hmm... Ah, oh, this is tough. Uh, Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes, TCU. Yep. Sorry, Sonny. Is it because he doesn't have a chin? So he's, is, is, a, is it a physiology no, a, type of thing, like an anatomy? No, I think. So he, he literally can't like chew can as well just, as everyone else? I can picture him with just barbecue sauce all over his face. Well, I've called him the chinless wonder for a long time. And I think he has a chin. He's just got a little turkey neck going under there that, that hides it. You, you know, that. I think a thin Sonny would have a nice chin. That that's a decent answer. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I, 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 I I'm liking it more and more though because the chin. Okay, and then finally, last question here: the coach most likely to be president. Hmm. Wow. Most Who's the to most be president? presidential well, coach? Gundy's the... out. Um, <laughs> oh, because the mullet. Yeah, Gundy's out because the mullet. Um, <laughs> it's definitely not Sark. It's for sure not. It's for sure not Brett Venables. I think he's either going to go Aranda or Kleiman. I think he says Chris Kleiman. Yep. Right, Chris Kleiman at K-State. Right, well, that is the... I can't newly... wait. If I get any of these right, I'm going to feel fucking amazing because he's got options. Yeah, that is the that is the newly fanned game. Uh, so there you go. We'll see what Ryan says tomorrow, or, uh, tomorrow next week when he gets here. Beautiful. Yeah, can't wait. So, so there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, seven questions there. Can't wait. How many can't do you wait. think you get? 
Right. I think I get two of them. I think that's. I think two out of seven is fair considering right. the options. But All right. Well, can't wait. Uh, thanks for for listening, guys. Follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore Pod. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash culture ball tailgate. Tell your friends. We'll see you next week. <laughs>